everybody, Trianne here. Welcome back to the Be That Create That channel. I'm so excited to continue to share these interviews with you with some of the awesome women that I have met making an impact all over through um, our social medias. So today's guest, Liz, is going to come on and share about herself, her entrepreneurial journey, her vision for herself, what she has going on right now. And as you can see, there's a ripple effect from the goodness and the difference that we are making that allows other people to come through and really show how they can be making an impact and making a difference as well every single day. And why would we not celebrate that, right? So so that we uh, don't wait any longer, I'm going to go ahead and bring Liz on here. Hello again. Thank you. Thank All right. So why don't you just go ahead? I, I always say you guys can introduce yourself so much better than I can. Um, so tell us all the goodness and the things um, that you have going on right now, Liz. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm a mindset transformation facilitator. And what that really means is, I guess I started it because of the process I've had to go through uh, starting my entrepreneurship journey, like leaving corporate as well. And, and one of the things I found was, you know, everybody says, um, well, I was 80 pounds overweight. That's kind of how it started. You know, oh, you know, the doctor says, oh, you got to lose weight, you know, coronary, you know, all the, you know, ah, right. And so I did, but there were certain things I had to do before I could find it because that yo-yo thing, we all go through that, especially after having two kids, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when I started my entrepreneurship journey to try and help people in the, in the weight category, I really realized that there was, and one of the things I used to work in corporate, I was facilitator and I had my passion in moving people from despair to hope. And one of the things I noticed in the corporate world, and that's what I started to notice when I started my entrepreneurship is that, you know, you want to develop all these skills, you want to do all these things, but then there's these roadblocks, these hurdles, and a lot of it's mental. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't really realize it until I started my own entrepreneurship journey. You know, being a high achiever, you want to be performing and you don't want to make mistakes and you look to validation from everybody outside you. And I wasn't getting any of that. <laughs> I had a boss once that said to me, um, cause she would come in and I would say, I just want to hear something good. She'd give me all this criticism and, and I can take the feedback, but I, I would start to get to the point where I'm like, can I do anything right so I asked her about it one day. I said, you know, what I what I really need from you is I need you to come in and you need to tell me one thing that you see right off the bat when you walk in the door that you think is great. One thing. And then you can tell me all the feedback you want to give me. But I'd like to hear one thing. And she actually told me, she said, I wouldn't feel like I was doing my job if I wasn't teaching you something. And she said, the higher you get up the ladder, the less people there are to pat you on the back. So you have to pat yourself on the back. And and I said, I appreciate and, you know, I understand that feedback, but I'm going to tell you right now to get the best out of me. I need to know that there is something that I'm doing well. So interesting that you say that. Yeah, I needed someone to tell me I was doing a good job. And, you know, and I think and I'm glad you brought that up because I'm thinking that, to be honest with you, that's what I was hoping the pandemic would do is make employers realize that they can trust their employees to work from home. Mm -hmm. uh, that they can, that employees are productive, that they, they can manage, that they don't need, you know, that, that treating them the way they want to be treated is what I hear you saying. No, this is what I need. You know, it's not, you know, the golden rule. Will you treat people, you know, the way I like to be treated? No, 
treat people the way they want to be treated. That's the example of good leadership. Um, and, and that's, I think, what I noticed in the corporate world, too, was, you know, here I'm giving all these skills trainings, leadership skills, sales skills, customer service, all these skills training. And when I go back and do follow up with them, why is it that some people fall off and some people revert back to their old habits? And so I started examining that. And that's where I found was the same with me when I started my entrepreneurship journey. Right. It's it's um, not feeling good enough. Yeah, yeah, I need to be my own cheerleader, but it's kind of good if somebody else notices that I'm doing something good, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of helps reduce the gap. And that's that's what I'm thinking. My work now is kind of is getting more into corporate and trying to help because I think there's a shift. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's me trying to create that movement. But I truly believe one of the reasons I got into HR was because I believe that if you develop employees from within the organization, develop their potential and help them grow, that will make your organization profitable and grow. That was way back in the 70s, 80s. That was I was an idealist. Uh-huh. That wasn't happening. That's why I got out of corporate because I thought, okay, don't stop throwing skills training at people. You really need to develop them from within right? It's the inner work that needs to be done. And that's what I noticed myself too, when I got into entrepreneurship was all the, I'm not good enough. I don't like doing these tasks. So I would procrastinate certain things, you know, getting in front of the computer and sending emails was like overwhelming and Uh right. So, um, and that's when I realized is I got to really dig in and figure out what's going on here. Cause you really just want to live life with ease and flow. You just want to enjoy life. Right. Yeah. And I feel like there got to, there got to be a time where I was like, this stuff isn't fun. I don't like to do these things. And yes, there are tasks that needed to be done. So I had to look at it a little bit differently. Well, why don't I like having to send these emails? Why don't I like having to reset this wall, depending on what business it was that I was working in at the time. And I think the self-awareness is key. And I also think what's interesting is we are six minutes in and you've already given probably four golden nuggets. If people would just listen to those first six minutes, people, you know, one of the main things you said was, you know, treat people the way that they want to be treated. And, and so often people are so centered on themselves that they think, well, everybody would want the same thing that I want. But if we really get empathetic and really focus on those other people, we would have such a better understanding for each other and be able to, like you said, develop more of those leaders because they're going to have that motivation inside them. They feel seen, they feel heard, they feel you know excited to learn. Um, so how do we create more of that in the people around us? So when you were doing your, your corporate trainings, what were you main focusing on? Uh, leadership skills, mm-hmm. time management, uh, customer service skills, sales skills, yeah, mostly like personal effectiveness type stuff. Um, and that's where I noticed I'm kind of doing that now too, but I'm doing it more from getting people to understand like what you you mentioned, you know, how can you move out of that distress state that you're in and focusing on yourself and move into the other, right? Mm-hmm. Empathy is a, a great tool that you mentioned, you know, and and that's why I think this work is is so important because um, leaders, like you mentioned too, I think there is a shift. I think people are recognizing, like maybe your old boss was just in that culture, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking that who would you rather work with and who are you going to be 
Are you going to be motivated from within and inspired from within if somebody on the outside empathizes with you and sees your potential and helps you recognize and lets you run or lead with what are your strengths, right? Mm -hmm. I think if a leader can do that and harness that within their people, their company, business, like especially if you're a small business, uh, right, um, employer, You know, what is it that, you know, how can you get them? Motivation does come from within, Mm -hmm. but you also have to understand what motivates them. Like for you, it was, you know what? I just want to hear one good thing. I just need to be validated by you. That's all I need. Please, one thing. You know what? And I bet you if you got that one thing, all the other things were like, check mark. Yeah, check mark, check. Like you would, it would have come across a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and that's what I'm thinking, I'm I'm hoping, and maybe I'm creating movement, I don't know, but I'm hoping that now, especially with, like I mentioned earlier too, is now employers are realizing that we really need to give our employees some room to grow and develop. Like we are successful, like I've been very successful in the corporate world and, and, and that sort of thing. But then when I look back and I'm like, despite, Despite my shortcomings, if you want to call it, despite my sabotage patterns, despite, you know, feeling like I'm not good enough or I'm not capable or I don't have time or I'm too old. Despite all those things, look at yourself and say, hey, despite all that, I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) You know, so now if I can overcome that, right, Mm -hmm. what's in store for me? How much easier is life going to be? Right? How much more ease and flow are you going to have in your life? Because those are obstructions in your path. Mm-hmm. But but for you know you, the the it's kind of like a um, a smooth you know a river, right? Like if, if you've ever gone river rafting and you know you got those big white right, those are major obstructions that you can go over, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of paddling and it takes a lot of work. So wouldn't you rather have those obstructions out of the way and go into a river that's flowing a lot smoother not to say i mean i love white water rafting right but it's just a good metaphor and analogy for you know some of the work that i do i'd rather help you remove those obstructions so that when you're paddling or you don't even have to paddle you can just go with the flow Mm -hmm. so coming from corporate culture how how did you transition into you know your facebook group is living in energized life your colors of your brand are, you know, that blue and tranquil. And so how did you take yourself from that corporate and then transition into here's my peace and calm? Like, what did that look like for you? It was a strong, I'm going to be honest, it was a real struggle at first, you know, you start gung ho, and you're, you know, ambitious, just like, you know, I was in the corporate world. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, (laughs) like, I've got all these feelings popping up. I'm not good enough. Like nobody's, you know, liking my comments and posts and nobody's doing this and, you know, all those kind of things. So I'm going to be honest, it was a struggle. It wasn't an easy transition for me. Um, And that's what I needed to work on. So now it's kind of looking at, you know, when you get that client that says they've been following you for two years, (laughs) right? Uh Mm-hmm on Facebook and, and they say, and you know, and you go, and inside my head, I'm going, but they never liked or commented my post. In my head, I think 
the transition I've been in over the last two years, I hope that that person was going through that flow with me, right? Um, I always, I have this, not necessarily a fear, but in the back of my mind, I wonder to myself, how many people are sitting and watching rather than, so I kind of compare it to when I read a book. I try to do a book. I read a chapter. I either journal a little bit, think about it, ask some questions to a friend, take action, depending on the type of book, close it, move on to the next chapter, right? So do the same. I wonder how many of those people are taking the little tidbits that they're getting from us and taking action or how many are going, oh gosh, I feel better because I absorbed that 20 minutes, but now I'm going back to the same habit pattern. Yeah, that's exactly what I found in the corporate world, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what you get with the, you know, I love Tony Robbins, don't get me wrong, but those pump up, you know, you're, you feel good for a few days. Or like you said, one of the things I used to do was I'd find a book. Oh, okay, a book, you know, you go to the bookstore and they kind of jump off the shelf. You mm -hmm. know, I think the first one when I started uh, entrepreneurship was Jen Sincaro's, um You're a Badass. Yes, I love that book. That was like my first, like when I was starting entrepreneurs, like I've, all, I've read books all, you know, throughout the last few decades, but that one I've read about three, four times. And I think that's what helped me propel, keep going forward. So, but you've got to do, one of the things I found is you've got to apply it. That's what you said. That's what I love about what you said too, is, you know, how many people are going to actually take action, you know, mm -hmm. taking action, like realizing what it is you want. One of the things I, I, I'm a big proponent of is imagination. So having that power of imagination to really look at how do you see yourself? What do you want in terms of your goals? But you've got to visualize it. Visualization is such a powerful tool. You've got to visualize it. And then, of course, you see where you are today and you look at where you want to be. And how does it feel when you actually step into your future and imagine it? That's what you want to work towards. You want there's going to be tension, and when you notice that you're moving further away from that because your old habits are kicking in, those are unconscious patterns, right? That are playing in the back. Just notice it, observe it, because when you observe it, you can neutralize it and then take action. But take that, even if it's one little step. Like you only sent out one email today because you were just like you know it took you half an hour to try. <laughs> you sent it. Pat you, sent it. you sent it pat yourself on the back and say tomorrow i'm going to do two emails and it's going to be easier because now i've got it down pat yeah it's kind of like being that cheerleader for yourself but you know taking that one little step yeah. mm -hmm. i have days that i'm full of that creativity and, imag and imagination and i have to like I use um, old envelopes sometimes as my to-do list when I'm just like, I have to write this down because I feel like I get some of those creative downloads at times where I don't have something to be able to track it, right? So I use a lot of those empty envelopes. Now, when you're thinking about um, being that mindset facilitator, still doing some trainings, where does your vision take you? What what kind of client do you want to work with or do you work with? And you know, what do you see for yourself as how you're serving? Oh, great. Great question. Uh, for me, it's I like working with the high achievers because they're the ones like me tend to be um, more easily distracted mentally by different things. We tend to not like certain tasks. Um, we tend to disassociate like that can't be me. Like I would never do, you know, and there's a lot of judgment I find going on, too, within our inner critic with ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, because they're successful. 
So because they're successful, I can show them where they've come. And it's a lot easier, really, to to show them where they want to go and how to get there and to bridge that gap. Um, yeah, typically, that's what I, yeah, would be the uh, high achiever that is already successful. Now, they might, they're professionals, so they probably have some kind of designation, you know, they've been in school, that sort of thing. So they're, they're constantly wanting to improve. Maybe they've read some books, but they're realizing that they, they need the how-to. They need the practical application of how to put these things into place. I feel like that is the piece that's missing is, you know, there's people who are like, well, I see myself doing this, or I'd really like to create this or do this, but here I am right now. And they don't necessarily have the things to fill in the gap. And that's where that mentorship comes in. You know, you find somebody who's been there, done that, or at least understands what you're trying to do. And you figure out those milestones and how am I going to get, and what's the timeline and how am I going to, you know, even get down to how am I going to reward myself for each space that I'm covering? Um, and I think sometimes you just need that accountability partner, that mentorship to be able to do that. And then you want to do more of it because you get some momentum, which is wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. I like, you know what I, what I really cued on when he says reward. That's one of the things high achievers don't do enough of is reward themselves because we're always looking for reward on the outside and the validation on the outside. So it's kind of getting them to really reckon how important it is to reward themselves internally. It doesn't have to be like a trip like to the keg for dinner. Like some people, yeah. it could be as simple as like I said earlier, you did that email. Yay. Like be your own cheerleader. What that does is, it, is you probably know as well is it, increases the dopamine level right mm -hmm. the, in our brain serotonin all the good feeling hormones so if we can become addicted to that and not the stress hormones yes <laughs> let's be addicted to bettering ourselves instead of addicted to the dopamine that we're getting from yes exactly oh, interesting yeah. All right. So if people wanted to obviously know more about you and what you're doing to create that impact and change. Um, I also noticed on your Facebook page, you had a, some different challenges and things you were doing and inviting people to. So I love that, like, let's go type of energy that I'm seeing on your on your profile as well. So once people get to know you a little bit through that, um, how can they find you? What's the best place to follow or to interact? Absolutely. LinkedIn, every you can find me everywhere. It's Liz Jacoy, lizjacoy.com, lizjacoy at gmail.com, lizjacoy at LinkedIn, Facebook, that sort of thing. I'm also, one of the things I'm trying out right now is doing like a six-week grant. Um, so it's a six-week program that people can embark on. I have one running right now. So the next one coming up will be in September. If people want to find out more about the grant program, so it's really granting um the six weeks to them so that they can really sort of unscramble like unearth some of those boulders those obstacles then reach out to me either through email or on linkedin it'll require a little bit of an interview just to make sure that you're a good candidate or a good fit for the program so i'm launching another one in september the one i'm doing right now is, is really exciting and the people are getting a lot out of it and i'm going to be doing another one in september so. I love that. Not far off. Not far off at all. That's awesome. So I've had you on hot seat for close to 20 minutes now. Thank you so much for doing that and being a part of our community. Um, I always give you guys the opportunity to ask me a question if you have one that you've maybe thought of through this, through this, or maybe you have a favorite that you do when you interview guests as well. Yeah, absolutely. I guess uh, 
what, um, judging by, give us a little bit about your background and maybe something that, um, like I always ask, do you have a book coming up? Maybe you're co-authoring or is it something that you're writing on your own? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. We've got, I've got lots of good things happening this summer, which is fun. I love having new projects in the works and how they've all worked out. Um, I did two book collabs, actually. One was supposed to be a three-month process that's turned into a year and a half. And um, like we talked about when we, before we got on here, when it was just you and I, you know, everything happens in its own right time. Um, so the other book collab we had come out in July. And that one, um, I'm really proud of that one because that is one that I co-authored with 40 others. And um, that one is actually with Dr. Kimberly Olson. It's called Unleashing Her, Redefining Success for Female Entrepreneurs. And um, in that one, I specifically wrote about how to create a strategic personal growth plan. I think, you know, as leaders, we often are just thinking about the circle of people that we're necessarily in charge of and having to you know, how can I make them be better? How can I help develop them? I know that's the type of servant leader I was when I had um, more of a team surrounding me. And I really had to step back and say, well, I'm, I'm only going to create this team that is as good as I am. I'm the lid at that point, right? So I had to really make sure I was working on that continuous improvement for myself as well, because they were only going to go to the potential that they could see. So um, I spent a lot of time working on personal growth plans for myself. And then the good thing was when I coach, I coach from truth and experience, right? So I was able to take some of those things that I had to go through to become the leader that I am today to show other people it's possible. It's just there's always a starting point and there's always a target and we just got to fill in the gaps. It's all we got to do. It's very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we started this podcast in February. It took me a year and a half to start it. I don't know why it ever did. If anybody is interested in starting a podcast, I can totally help you with the beginnings of it because I did it in a day. With the help of Kimberly, we did it in a day. And it's kind of addicting. I absolutely love all the people I'm meeting through it. And, um, you know, the reviews and the questions and the messages that we get. It's, it's very addicting to see the difference that you can make out there with just one simple platform. Yeah, that's a great addiction to have, though. Right? Like so much, <laughs> so much better than having Netflix for four hours or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing what you're doing with our community. I think um, hopefully they were taking notes in a beautiful notebook because you gave lots of golden nuggets. Um, like I said, just even in the first six minutes or so. So thank you so much. And thank you everybody for joining us today. We'll see you for the next episode. Be that create that social channel. Thank you. And it's an honor and a privilege. And thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. Bye-bye everyone. Bye-bye.